Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching season five, episode six, entitled Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken. Uh, unsurprising? <laughs> no. No, I think there was a lot of surprising stuff in this. Um, a lot of the plans that have been put into place in the last few episodes have started to reveal themselves. Or wheels pop off and flip over and go burning into a ditch. Sure, yeah. I mean, the you know, the road to Marine is getting curvier and curvier mm. uh, with every step, that sort of stuff. But yeah, um, I don't know where you want to start with this. I could, I guess, we can start where we usually do, which is, what did you think overall? I am, uh, I am bowed, I am bent, and I am broken. Uh, that last fifteen minutes of the episode, really rough watch, man. Um, and I guess I set myself up for failure because I had this, uh, I think I talked about it on Unspoiler, but I went into depth in the spoiler section, that uh, choker necklace that Sans mm-hmm. has been rocking that had that big metal spike, spike that thing. she was conspicuously fingering the last few episodes. You were watching that closely, this scene. And I was thinking, well, I didn't see her wearing it in the dress. And I'm like, but I, I thought she was going to, you know, shank Ramsey. Yeah. And when she started fiddling with her sleeves of her dress, I'm like, oh, here comes the spike, baby. The North fucking remembers. And then, no, I was, I punched in the gut, man. Punched in the fucking gut. Yeah. What do you think? I I was, uh, I mean, in regards to that scene, I was wondering when is Theon going to break out of the reek role? That was another Take vengeance upon Ramsay here. Check off Psycho. I thought he was going to uh, snap and, and go into crazy mode. Uh, but before that... But his hold is unbroken for now. It, it is. It really yeah. is. All he can do is whimper and cry. Uh, before that, and I got a lot to say about this. I got a lot to say about this episode. Before that, I really was digging this episode. That stuff, like, what they were doing with Jorah and Tyrion, I thought was... And the guy, I can't really? remember the... Really? Okay, so tell me... There is a cock merchant as a profession within First Westeros. First of all, that was a hell of a line. I've laughed more at that than I have in a it long time. It was funny, but I find it hard to believe the that there are enough until dwarves we find the cock merchant. wandering around with cocks ready to be I thought off. you would love it. You are the man who coined the traveling cock farmer. Traveling dick farmer, Dick yeah. farmer. This is a traveling cock merchant. They're like sister You're right. professions. You're right. They absolutely are. And I it, guess they'd be brother professions, wouldn't it? It was really funny, but... I, I can't imagine that there are that many cocks that need to be merchanted. Well, you know, how many dwarves are there in the world? They're probably not a lot. You know. Probably not a lot in this world. I don't know. But uh, I I thought the where Jorah finds out that his father was dead, like uh-huh. that was a really strong, subtle performance. Um, I, there's, I, like I said, there's a lot that the, the, the Tyrion Jorah roadshow is pretty entertaining so far. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, everything with Braun and Jamie, and then it, they got to the water gardens with the sand snakes, and I'm like, what the fuck? But to be fair, the kind of, I guess, mirror of it in the books is kind of bullshit, too. Okay. I'm just going to say Dark Star and move on. Uh, all you book readers all are right. like, oh, yeah, that's kind of shitty. So all us non-book readers are like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like I, I mean, we don't I, have any idea. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, you know, stuff is kind of going, coming into crystal, and I still don't know exactly how they're going to adapt this, but... You know, that's an ongoing thing in the book, so I have no fucking clue what, what they're doing. I just thought, it's like, wow, they're really going to make this, that Jamie and Braun arrive at the exact same point that the Sand yeah. Snakes decided to go unbent, unbowed, unbroken. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and also, 
after we had the scene of Prince Doran saying, hey, we got to keep an eye on this stuff, that mm-hmm. the, the, the household guards is going to let all this fisticuffs and blades and spears and whips go around for, for several minutes around the princess and the prince. See, I was and, under the impression that he was gathering the guard, like gathering up all like there were 50 dudes there he had it took a while they, to gather this all happened those dudes. within sight of doran's gout balcony man yeah but how long do you think it take to to rally 50 guys i mean it's gonna take a while i'm just saying i just got done with the speech of this guy being like yeah i'm ready with my axe and it, you know mm-hmm. like i said i don't want to harp too much on it because it's a small scene and whatever they need to do something to get that plot going and they can't they they can't make it more hackneyed than i think that situation kind of is but I was really disappointed that with, you know, all the remixing powers they had, that's that's that that monument. You know, my bugaboo is monumental, preposterous coincidence. Sure. And that was on display Uh, that I enjoyed seeing. I really enjoyed seeing Cersei, um, you know, step into her own minefield of her own construction. Uh, I I'm enjoying seeing that thing kind of spin out of control. Did she? I'm not certain that she isn't in control of that situation and wanted this to happen. No, I think you're right, but I think she. I it's I think that as soon as the Queen of Thorns showed up and like, look, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you do you suddenly not need my gold, my wheat, and my troops? And Cersei looked like she doesn't really have an answer to that. She really doesn't. Sure, no, she needs it. I she, mean, she does need it. What does she think if if it's kind of like uh, I want to turn the Tyrion trick on you. Let's say all your fantasies come true. Let's say that presumably Marjorie gets scullied off and her brother. Do you and and let's say you even take uh, the the Queen of Thorns, Lady Olena, and you throw them all away in a dungeon or you behead them or whatever. Do you think the tie the road the the the, the High Garden, whoever takes over, mm-hmm. is just going to let that happen? And what's the relative strength of the Lannisters at this point to the Tyrells? Like, she's just an idiot. And it's entertaining to watch her and, you know, her, her, idiot, her, her, well, he's not an idiot. He's a sweet boy, but he's not ready for anything that's happening. Tommen. Tommen? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Once again, you should unleash the Kingsguard. The Kingsguard are, are, can't keep the Queen from being taken off by a bunch of dudes in robes and hammers. Then what the hell do they have that white crusted yeah, enamel I, for? And no, I, I think nice shiny swords. That's that's got to be what they're setting up. They, I feel like what's going to happen here is Cersei's trying to set up a scenario in which they are indebted to her. Yeah, um, like Marjorie maybe is, I don't know, marginalized or taken out of the picture somehow. Yeah, I don't know either by killing or being imprisoned, and then uh, Lady Olena has to come to her for like help taking reclaiming her family from the the sparrows mm. the faith militant it's all mildly interesting that would be a delicious possibility yeah i i don't know if i give cersei that much credit to be able to actually think up a plan like that sure. but so far her plan has worked as i think she intended so. but i wonder what Tyrion would say like yes sure. it's working no, little finger doesn't think it's a good idea right? yeah well, like little fingers pointing out flaws and stuff so i thought little finger was pretty interesting too this is super interesting because <laughs> so in this episode we're supposed to believe that little finger is lying to sansa right about him loving her and I don't like know. it's all gonna be okay and that kind of stuff i i don't know I feel like it is because, you know, he wants to be warden of the North. He wants shit to go horribly wrong at Winterfell and then come and clean up. Uh, I, I don't... 
I don't feel like he's... <laughs> he's made basically a promise to Cersei mm-hmm. to get Sansa's head on a platter or mm-hmm. a spike or however he can bring it back. Right. Uh, I wonder if there isn't some other layer here because there have already been so many layers. I could imagine another one. Well, again, out. all this is far in advance of the books, but I gotta say, he's already Warden of the West, de yeah. facto. If he becomes Warden of the North, he is arguably the most powerful, like, you've just shifted the point of power from Winterfell, or from King's Landing to Winterfell. Yeah. And, you know, Cersei might want Sansa's head on a spike, but what's she going to do about it? Sure. You know, she doesn't even have it. I don't even think it's, I think that was one of the interesting possibilities, too, is that I think we're led to openly question whether she even commands the Lannister forces at this point. Okay. You know, if she Uh, said, if, if Cersei sent an official raven... To Kevin Lannister at Casterly Rock that says, muster up our forces, march on Winterfell in the middle of winter. Does Kevin answer the call? That's a really good question. Yeah. It's one that I don't know that I I have enough information to answer yet. Well, because it's so up in the air, right? right? He stormed off last time he was there. Sure. Uh, basically saying, you're a fucking fool. Yes. Um, I, he doesn't respect Cersei. I don't know if he just takes an order. I, it's it's, it's certainly especially when you know how smart. Like, especially when you know. I, I think that they've done a really good job of revealing that he's a man of honor, integrity, and intelligence and capability with very very small screen time. Mm-hmm. But no, I get the opinion that he. I don't know what he would do in that circumstance, but probably not exactly what Cersei would want him to do. Yeah, I, I feel like that's you know that's Littlefinger's goal. He's He's moving, he's moving power around and trying to consolidate it a little bit. But I right. feel like the one thing he's not taking into account is Danny. Yeah. And well, I'm, no one is. I know. I know. No like, one really. No is. one in Westeros gives a damn about White Walkers or Black Dragons. <laughs> and sure, you know that is as it is in the books, as it is in the television show. That is an interesting thing to watch as a, you know, your omniscient reader. That would be me in Westeros. What? White walk. What are you talking? That's stupid, stupid magic. Get out of here. Do you have corn and bread? I could use some of that. Uh, (laughs) Dragons haven't been around for thousands. Get out of here. Can dragons bake bread? (laughs) Because I would be interested in that. But that's the thing, right? Nobody's paying attention to that. And if he's trying to consolidate power and forces are being whittled away at every turn in Westeros, then when Danny finally comes around, if she ever does, um, things could go badly for Littlefinger, you know, right. despite, like, he might think he has a good seat of power there, but he may not have what he needs to defend against Danny when she comes in. I felt pretty smart uh, talking about all of this possibility of Danny being insane and whether she's good or bad, and then... It's uh, validated Tyrion, by Tyrion, yeah. Tyrion has <laughs> a, a, a monologue, well, it's not a monologue, it's a monologue delivered to a silent man uh-huh. uh, about that very same thing, and I thought that was pretty good. Uh, before we get to the Sansa stuff, I want to talk about her sister, uh, Arya. Okay. And I think they did a lot of really interesting kind of black and white comparisons of them. For example, Arya was washing a woman's hair. Um, and I noticed it's – and I, this is where I haven't really dug into the symbolism. But she was washing this woman's hair and wringing it and the water was clean versus uh, Miranda washing Sansa's hair. And, of course, it was coming out – filthy dirty almost maybe it's all bloody that black looking. dye she put in it yeah 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 um <laughs> i thought that was interesting to compare and contrast the sisters and like agency versus lack of agency okay what did you think of the reveal of the faceless men's lair nightmare fuel 
pretty cool. That shit is creepy. Pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking cool, right? It was pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, it should have made sense. It, I should have connected those dots earlier, I guess. Um, given the way that... Uh, their name their organization's a lie. It's, it's, it's the last thing they are, the faceless men. But I'm, I'm not certain that it is, though, because he may, seems to make a distinction between being a nobody and being someone else ah. to Arya. So I'm not totally certain that the faceless men are exactly what Arya has become at this point. Uh, or even that the faceless men are what Arya thinks they are. Sure. I yeah. So something that kind of took, took me aback, and I wonder... Um, as as a non book reader, if you had a similar reaction, I thought Jacqueline was going to be fucking pissed that she essentially coerced that little girl into taking the gift. I did too. Yeah, I thought she was. He's going to come in there and be wroth with her and be like, "You can't do that. You know, this has got to be something that's taken freely. Uh, you can't just force water down her throat." But there, that was like a test that she passed. And then I thought maybe that that was going to be. Uh, the girl in disguise and her father is going to be Jack in disguise. And it was going to be like, ah, nah, get out, you know, another go, go kill a pigeon. Time I, to kill a pigeon. I'm so glad they didn't give us the run around again because that shit. I, I'm super glad that they actually revealed a little bit like some factual information about okay. this place because it was, it getting, was so shrouded in enigma and mystery that you felt like the useless. show was whipping you on the shoulder. Like, yeah. but what is going on? It was just completely useless. Yeah. yeah. Um, until they actually revealed, okay, here's what's I'm going still kind of not cool about because that doesn't jibe with what I mean. Th- you know, it's a show, so they're changing it, but that doesn't jibe with what I thought the ethos of the, uh, you know, the the nameless god, the god of death. I I, I didn't think that would kind of mm. went with that uh, ethos. You know, that you can essentially lie to someone. Now, it was an interesting kind of perversion of the of the uh, game that they were playing. That it's essentially Arya was lying to this girl in a convincing yeah. manner. Yeah, I felt like that that you know the game of faces or whatever it was called yeah. was for that purpose. Like, right. get get better at lying. Like, yeah, and, and maybe not lie to the faceless man. Uh huh. Like, lie to other people. And that's the other thing is Jacken's really good at detecting lies. Yeah, I, I don't even know how he does that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know if it's something that you can actually, it's a hone or if it's like a quasi-magical thing or if there's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B or yeah. I, I, I that stuff is all kind of TB, TBD to be determined. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we want to say about Arya before uh, we move to nothing. Sansa? Nothing. So the Sansa stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, when she was walking up to get married. Did you think she was going to do it? I well, I kind of figured. I kind of figured yes, but I was secretly praying like, pull a Catelyn, call all your father's loyal bannermen, <laughs> and okay. put an end to this. Like, mm-hmm. who besides Ramsay Roos and Fat Walda Frey is going to stop? If you like, I'm Sansa Sark. God damn it, you all hate this man. Put steel to him. But no, she she meekly kind of went along with that uh she did show mm-hmm. some steel in dealing with miranda yeah but i don't know i feel like i'm re- sounding downer on this episode than i am i thought the stuff in dorn was was hot was a hot mess hmm. okay. uh i like the fact that marcella is got abandoned the pink nightmare and she looks quite lovely in the, the dornish yellow um but that was all hackney kind of bullshit everything else i thought was really good is just this was a tough thing to watch and sure 
I was having discussion with some uh, some spoiler friends on the spoiler show, and one of the things I said, I think we were kind of all agree, is we're over Sansa being the victim, and yeah. God damn it, she's the victim again, and I don't know how much of this the show can pedal and and hmm. it go down. I mean, it's not entertaining, and it's not supposed to be. I mean, neither was Ned getting stat, uh, beheaded, neither was Rob getting killed, and her his oh my God, his his wife getting the. Her, her stomach stabbed and her throat slit. It was all horrific. And this was horrific uh, in, in, a, in a similar vein. Yeah. But when is Sansa going to fight for her family? Like, where does she go from here? Um, I, I feel like she will do it soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think little finger, you know, he, before he left, he talked to her and he said, yeah, you're going to have to endure some stuff here. Um, until basically the time is right. Littlefinger's ice cold motherfucker. He is. Although he is. we've got, I mean, I've been, I've gone back and forth in my head about whether I believe Littlefinger saying, I don't know anything about you, Ramsey. Um, that seems like bullshit. I know we discussed it and we kind of thought it was bullshit, yeah. but if he knew that he was putting Sansa in that kind of harm, that that completely recontextualizes how I feel that he feels about her. Yeah, I mean, I suspected he saw he saw her as something that is reflecting his own vanity and ego. But even from that standpoint, like if he just loves her as a his prized possession, you don't loan loan your prized possession out to somebody to have them treated that way. Sure, like I, it's it's that's it's, why I say there's another layer to what Littlefinger's doing. I okay. can't. I, I can't see him just, like, abandoning Sansa up there for no real reason, yeah. right? I mean, like, he left her there on purpose. He told Cersei that, you know, he discovered her there. He could have brought her back to King's Landing and delivered her on a platter yeah, and said, make me Warden of the North. Look what I just brought you. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do that. Now, it, it, I mean, it's, you know, it's a insurance policy yeah. of sorts as well, if you want to look at it from that, from that angle. Uh-huh. But I don't... I don't know what the purpose of leaving Sansa there would be if there wasn't another wrinkle yeah. to be to be pressed out here. No, I mean, my gut says that your analysis of the situation of how he's going to use this to his own political advantage is right on. It's just like, you know, where's the bottom to Littlefinger? Like, where do you you hit the, his moral bottom? Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I I really feel like Sansa is it, man. I really do. Like, I feel like the stuff he's saying about Catelyn, and by extension Sansa, is honest. Well, all I got to say is Cat dodged <laughs> a bullet then, because that guy is a is a monster. Sure. I but... mean, there's a lot of terrible, terrible people in this show, but he is kind of like quietly out of nowhere building uh, like a, a, a top five, solid, maybe even solid top three spot for most despicable. Well, but you also have to wonder if uh, Littlefinger, you know, was married to Catelyn if she ever would have had the problem she had with uh, getting killed at the Red Wedding, all that kind of stuff. Well, and you also... Know, he could have figured a way sure, out of that, sure. I'm sure. Well, and also if he his life turned out differently, maybe he wasn't, he wasn't sure. such a terrible guy. But. Yeah, maybe he's not running the brothels. He's right. doing something else. What else do we want to talk about? Like I said, I, I feel like I'm I'm bagging on this episode. I really liked a lot of it. I it's just you know the stuff, even the stuff I liked was really tough to watch, and it was far from what I expected. I I really thought that they were going to do. I I I I don't know. Knowing Ramsey the way we do, I should have seen this coming. But I I really sure, thought it's that a the show. To form. 
that would the, the show would kind of uh, find a way to not not do that. I am a little surprised or, that it was so instant. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I was. Getting I, I, did you think the marriage was going to happen this episode? Uh, no. I I assumed that it would happen maybe a couple episodes from now. I was thinking this is like a, a episode eight plot, which would make. You know, that's the other thing. If I thought it was going to happen this episode, I would have known better than to think that, oh, well, she's going to go all the North Remembers and Spiky Spike, Stabby Stab, because then you got four mm-hmm. episodes of what the hell, chaos, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you put it at the end, then they can, you know, kind of put that stuff in pause and maybe let some of the repercussions fly next. And it also would work good as, you know, like one of the many kind of cliffhanger crescendos of this. See, but throwing it in the middle... Um, man, it's like I said, it's just bleak. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to feel when we go back to Winterfell from this point. Like what is Sansa going to do? What's Theon going to do? What's, how's Ramsey going to behave? What's I think Sansa's gonna make just going to wait. Sansa's going to wait for Stannis to get there and see what happens. Like Littlefinger said. I don't, man, you know? I, that's, I think that's horseshit. I think that's I think that's shit. exactly what's going to happen, though. That Sansa is... If, <laughs> fuck, then Sansa hasn't changed a bit since season sure. one. And that's yeah, no, that's really disappointing. Really disappointing. I think... Prepare to be disappointed, then. Well, it feels I like that's should have been this happen. episode, because, man, I like I said, I really dropped my guard, and the double Ds clocked me right on the gin. Okay. Well, uh, that's it. That's all we got to say about that. Uh, all right, Forrest. <laughs> if people want to get some feedback to us before the full cast, how do they do that? Uh, Game of Thrones at baldmove.com. I'm sure there'll be lots of people with lots of stuff to say. And uh, we'll look forward to it. You can also discuss it on forums at forums.baldmove.com. And what's cool about that, as I say every week, uh, it's divided into spoilers and non-spoilers. Oh, it is? It is. That's neat. It is. There's, <laughs> I, I see a lot of weakness on the non-spoiler thread. They're like, look at the spoiler thread. It's like four times bigger than this. I want to peek. Don't peek. Don't, don't do peek. It. Uh, don't do it. It's 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 not what you think it is. Nope. Nothing nothing good happened in that thread. No, that's I mean there's just a wall of faces behind it's that door. It's just wall and there's just nothing but little fingers plotting and scheming mm-hmm. and skullduggery. <laughs> it's it's all all it's a bad scene. Stay away. Yep. Stay away. Read the books if you're going to do if you're going to sway yourself. So uh, and then, yeah, you can always follow releases on facebook.com slash bald move and Twitter at bald move. And of course, at baldmove.com. Yeah, that's it. Can't wait to see what people think about it because episode like that, I feel like people are going to spill a lot of ink. Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to a second watch. And, and it's and, and, and action fact, I'll tell you what, when I saw the previously on, I was like, oh my God, buckle in. We are, this is like a five minute. Extra, extravaganza. There was a lot of like previously on. Like, yeah. get ready, get ready. We're going to do some deep cuts. So it, uh, a good bounce back to form after a some some kind of down episodes. Indeed, nice to see the pieces moving about the board again. Yeah, yeah, some movement that that came in real handy, just when I needed it. All right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with the full cast. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See you.